This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Welcome to the Door County Falls Podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Alan Kapishki. How are you, Alan? Doing great. Great to see you again, Andrew. You as well. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, I've known you for a while. Our listeners might recognize you from many of the things you've done in Door County. Maybe our younger listeners have grown up with your kids, seen you in theater performances, or, or met your wife. But uh, I've known you for a bit. You're one of the first friends I made up here in Door County when I moved up here, and you were a great asset to me when I first moved up and tried to discover the theatrical landscape. Well, it was fun seeing you and your wife putting together uh, theatrical performances and, and getting things rolling. That was great. Yeah. And it's fun to have uh, gotten to know you even more over the years. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. I don't know if you've been on before, but we've got something really exciting to talk about today. You are here to talk about the Door Kinetic Arts Festival, which right. if you're listening to this on Monday is tonight. Events will kick off tonight and it runs for four days at Bjork Linden in Bailey's Harbor. And we're going to go through the whole schedule and talk about the performers that you've brought in and the different events that are happening. But before we do that, I just wanted to kind of learn a little bit about Decaf's story and, and how it came to be in the last couple of years putting it on and uh, maybe start at the beginning and, and tell me when the idea for a kinetic arts festival was born? Well, the core of this is really Eric Simonson's idea. Eric is my brother-in-law, Karn's brother. And he and his family have been visiting Door County since he was a kid. He went to Lawrence. He was part of the first group of students, Lawrence students who worked at Bjorklinden when they first started their summer programming. He's always found inspiration here. He's gone on and become a very successful theater, film, television guy. He has written and directed Broadway plays. He's got an Oscar for a short film he made. He has written for uh, big television movies and series, uh, The Man in the High Castle, The Julia Roberts Show, Homecoming, all sorts of stuff. He's, he's been very successful, but he always finds inspiration back in Door County and particularly at Bjorklinden. And so several years ago, he came to me and asked, I want to do this festival. Can you help me make this happen? And the whole idea is to nurture and celebrate new work in the moving arts, hence the word kinetic. And we define kinetic somewhat broadly sometimes, depending on what's interesting to us that year. But there's, there's always film, there's always dance, there's always theater. Sometimes there's kinetic sculpture, sometimes there's comedy. This year there's opera. There's all sorts of great stuff going on. When was the, the first festival? It was, was it, is this the fifth year or the fourth year? This is the sixth year. Wow. We had our first one in 2016. We canceled in 2020. We had an all virtual film festival last year, and now we are back live. One uh, significant change this year is we've always been in June, and this year we are trying September. So it is, it's changed a few things about how we're working it, but we think it's going to work out really well. Yeah, I think that September is a really cool kind of pocket for events because you're coming off of a really, really busy summer. Things are starting to wind down, but you still have that like group of people who are going to surge in October for the fall colors. So it's, it's a little bit quieter. But there's still, it's still active. There's still people here and it can kind of carve out its own spot. 
yeah. right now because we've got like a lot of harvest festivals and stuff that are happening. But to do something like this that's more about performance, I think is, is really cool. And it's a great opportunity for people who are coming up here this time of year to experience something completely different. Yeah. The calendar has really changed over these few short years, really. Um, when we started, we were kind of the week before all the arts groups launched their seasons. And, and it was a great kind of preview to the year. And um, then it started overlapping. Everybody's bringing their, their calendars uh, up a little bit. And now with how vibrant the fall is, uh, we feel like we'll be able to draw a good audience. Yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the people that you bring up, but also some of the recurring events, because I really do appreciate that not only do you bring a very diverse group of performers up here, but you bring things that we don't have as much access to in terms of like dance and short films. There's also a, uh, a cocktail component generally, which oh, yeah. uh, I love. Uh, and it just, it creates this very cool artistic atmosphere. Can you walk me through a little bit about some of the recurring events that, that decaf puts on? Yeah, so you mentioned the cocktails. Another brother of Karn's is Robert Simonson, who is the spirits and cocktails writer for the New York Times. He's got several popular cocktail books out. And uh, starting our second year, he has come and created a new cocktail specifically for decaf. We have had, at times, cocktail competitions. We're not able to do that this year just because of Robert's time on that. But it's, it's been a really fun thing to add to it. And, and the artistry involved in creating and making a cocktail, and, and he always themes it to whatever's going on at the festival that year. It's really been a fun element to add to it. And adds to the celebratory nature of all of it. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the schedule here after, after our break, but he's doing a workshop this year, right? He is, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it'll be exciting, not just to try the cocktail at the kind of kickoff, but also to learn more, I think is a great use of his time this year. Yeah. Like, like I said, we'll, we'll jump into the specific arts here in a little bit, but just the, the different like dance troops that you've brought up and you mentioned this year, you've got opera. How does the selection process go for, for decaf? How are you finding the performers to come up? Well, uh, you know, Eric and I are both pretty well connected with the arts, even though we're both primarily theater guys. We, we have a lot of kind of tentacles out into the, the broader arts world. Sure. And theater is very collaborative. I mean, you're going to get Absolutely. dancers and singers and all sorts of people connected in there anyway. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've had a Wild Space Dance Company from Milwaukee. We've had Lucky Plush was up here for a number of years from Chicago. And, and this year we've got the Seldoms. We're very excited about they um, They do environmentally based and themed work. And so it's so great for them to be able to be at Bjork Clinton on it. So Eric mostly contacts artists and tries to line them up. He's as artistic director, that is his responsibility. I often work to get local artists paired up with different projects, but uh, you know, for months we're kind of scouring the potential opportunities, what projects are in development that'll be at the right stage at the time of our festival to be still requiring some significant work that we can do, but ready to present something at the festival. Right. I know in years past, and, and, and maybe this is just a core component of the festival, but there's kind of a residency component as well, too, where you're bringing in artists who are actively working on something over their time at Bjorklinden, correct? Yeah. So everybody will come in Sunday night or Monday morning. We'll get together as a company and everybody will start getting to work on their projects 
and interacting during meals and other downtimes and seeing each other's work. And so there's a lot of kind of cross-pollination that happens, cross-disciplinary, and uh, people get inspiration. And people have networked really well. There are people who have started working together because they met at the festival here. Yeah, and Bjorklinden is, if people haven't been there, even if you have, it's it's a really beautiful spot to kind of put your head down and get into that work mode. It, it's got a wonderful facility. The grounds are beautiful. It's waterfront property. So it, it, it seems like a really beautiful place to foster that environment. Is that kind of what you've heard as artists have taken away their time uh, at DCAF? Oh, they absolutely love it. And everybody wants to come back Every year. And I do have to say, Bjorklinden is our major partner in this. They help us out so much on all of this and charge us very little. They they really are a co-producer in this and, and provide a lot of kind of special help to us from their staff. Right. Is there anything else about the, the history of the event or anything that's kind of new for this year that we should talk about before we take a break and jump into the schedule? Well, in terms of history, I think, you know, people always like to talk about our third year when we had Rain Wilson here. That was a, a big coup. We, we get some pretty significant artists here, but nobody with the kind of headline name of Rain Wilson. Sure. Most people will know Dwight Schrute from The Office. And uh, he, he's been doing a lot of other really exciting work since then but he uh he and eric had been working on a film script and we brought it here to workshop and and that was kind of a high point for a lot of people to to see dwight Schrute here yeah and and what a great get for your third year i think that that's the yeah. first year that i learned of decaf and got to spend some time seeing the events and and that kind of thing he also showed off a kind of a a one-man short film that he was in, which yes. was, there was a screening of that, which was really exciting, kind of around the, the short film festival that Decaf does. So yeah, that was a, yeah. a, a really cool person to get. But all of the the headliners in, in the years, you know, after that have been really exciting and interesting people. Uh, a lot of people of diverse backgrounds, a lot of people that you might not see performing up here in Door County as often. So I particularly look forward to Decaf schedule every year because you bring so many different types of artistry up here and different types of people. I think it it's really enriching for the community to have access to that here. Yeah, and you may not know the names, the folks who are here this year or, or some other year, but they go on. And, uh, you know, one of our plays the first year went on to Broadway and has been at regional theaters all over the place. A lot of those actors are going on and getting into films and television shows and and. You know, you really get to see uh, a great array of talent here who are, you know, they're not done yet. They're going on to big things. Right. Well, and that's something that I talked about a lot during 2020 and 2021 with the the pandemic and how theater companies were either shut down or, or doing things differently. And you saw a lot of companies kind of bounce back with reduced plays or readings or things like that, which I love having a theatrical background in the cities. That was something that I got to take advantage of all the time is seeing readings and workshops. And you don't really get to see that up here as much. And I think that seeing a piece of art as a work in progress is a really special opportunity, especially when, let's say, a theater company is workshopping a play and then will put it on the following season. 
if you get to see both, you, you see the whole process and how things change and 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 how, oh, this really worked, so they, they amplified this or this didn't work, so they had to rewrite this. And that's such a great experience that you don't get to get if you're just only seeing finished products. Yeah. And, and that's something that I love about decaf is you're bringing in people who are workshopping art actively, either whether they're they're working on, you know, personal projects or there's some play readings this this year that we'll get into. But it's just it's so great to see not only performances, but performances that are very, very much in the middle of the workshopping process. Yeah. And so we, we get a chance to talk about that with the audiences too, then uh, where this is at, what their reactions are, and you know their response can certainly affect the development of the piece. Right. Is there anything else about the festival before we jump into everything that people can take advantage of this year? Let's look at the schedule. All right. We're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we will break down uh, what people can see this year. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org careers. Some of Door County's best stargazing happens indoors. Every year at Door Community Auditorium, we present a star-studded lineup of concerts featuring artists like Brandi Carlisle, The Lumineers, Jason Isbell, Mavis Staples, Billy Strings, Beach Boys, and Buddy Guy. You're now listening to Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives returning to our stage in Fish Creek, October 22nd. Visit dcauditorium.org for a full calendar of upcoming events and to get your tickets today. Okay, we are back. I think another interesting part about decaf is that it's not a weekend festival. It is something that is happening during the week. And I think that that gives other people an opportunity to see things that they might not be able to see over the weekend. I'm thinking particularly when theaters are dark. You get uh, actors who get to go out and actually see more work. That's something that a lot of the the equity professionals up here talk about is, you know, there's so much great theater going on, they can't see most of it because they're all performing at the same time. I think decaf is a great way for people to come out and see something, you know, during the week and not during the weekend when they might be otherwise preoccupied. Absolutely. We, we love to get the artists in as much as possible. It means that we are competing less with what is out there. And uh, it also fits better into Bjorklund and schedule for us to do it this way. Right. So if you're listening to this on Monday the 19th, the day that it comes out, decaf is kicking off tonight at seven o'clock, right? That's right. We'll start with a, a welcome and some cocktails and then uh, Morgan Middleton, a wonderful mezzo-soprano, uh, opera singer from Chicago will give us a little taste of uh, a beautiful little aria. And then we'll dig into our short films. We always kick off with the short films that allows people to be developing their work to show later in the week. And, you know, Chris Opera does a great job with the Door County Film Festival. And we come in and we bring in something a little different. We have a lot of folks, we've gained a reputation for dance-oriented film. And there's some just gorgeous stuff that people are doing with dance-oriented films. So we have several of those along with a good mix of 
regular narrative films, documentary films. We have one great Shakespeare piece that's going to open things up Tuesday night with a wonderful Shakespearean actor named Tony Amendola. So we've got the big block Monday night, but we also have films scattered throughout the rest of the week as uh, curtain raisers or curtain droppers. Right. So that is tonight. And then Tuesday, something that I saw on the schedule that immediately was like, what is this? I'm interested right away is the voguing workshop. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. The seldoms have one of their dancers is kind of an expert at voguing. And so if you don't know what voguing is, if you remember the Madonna song, Vogue, yep. come on in Vogue, and that kind of dancing that uh, has has been popularized in, in drag venues. And uh, it, it, look, I'm not an expert on it, but it is really fun. Right. It's highly participatory and Damon will, will get you moving and uh, it'll be a good preparation for the dancing that'll be there tomorrow night. We should also mention that there there's a, a number of ways to participate in these workshops, right? There are day passes and then there's a festival pass as well. Sure. So if you want to see things, you have opportunities. If there's a couple nights a week that you're like, I definitely want to go see these, but I might not be able to make it to the other ones. You've got day passes for... Yeah, 20 bucks for a day, 50 bucks for the week. Right. So pretty good deal. You get four nights of, of awesome performance for $50. That's maybe one of the best like performance deals you can get up here. And, and we should also mention too, what's the website? DoorKineticArts.com? It's DoorKinetic.com. DoorKinetic.com is where people can get tickets, correct? That's right. All right. Let's continue on through the schedule. You have the the short film screening that you mentioned, the Shakespearean film on Tuesday, but there's also a uh, decaf coffee house as well on Tuesday night. Yeah. So this was something that we developed a couple of years in, and uh, it's really just a celebration and a party. We will have music. We will have cocktails. And then there'll be something of quarter, sort of a, an open mic. Different members of the company will will put up a little comedy routine, a song, a dance, uh, a reading, all sorts of different things. And uh, that'll be interspersed with music and drinks and talk about more of what's coming up the rest of the week. Great. On Wednesday, one of my favorite events is the red carpet, which is... It's just a fun, like, participatory thing. In the past, I believe you've had kind of a little setup where people can get their photo taken, and it feels very much like you are at the Emmys or, you know, some big film opening. It's a very fun part of the, the festival for me. Yeah, we have an actual red carpet. It's not very big, but it's a red carpet and um, what they call a, a step and repeat banner uh, so that uh, it's it's got the decaf logo all over it and and you can take pictures there with uh, your friends you can often rope some members of the company in to get a picture with you and uh, it just creates a really fun celebratory moment for you and uh, something you can send out on Instagram or Facebook right and it's a kind of a nice meet and greet time as Absolutely. well correct yeah I remember the, the last one that I was at, there was cocktails and there was people out on the deck and, and just kind of talking and making connections, which was really nice. I do love that this festival not only brings interesting people in, but it also allows you to network with them and to, to meet other people who are, are going to the festival. And then following the red carpet is more cocktails, but also a play reading, correct? That's right. Yeah, we've got a uh, play by a Madison playwright, Brian James Polak, and uh, it's called The Patient. 
It's about a, a guy who loses his memory. It's actually inspired by a documentary film called The Man with the Seven Second Memory. So a, a pianist and his dancer wife are struggling with his memory problems, and there's a doctor involved. And uh, we got a lot of great local people involved in this. Uh, Joe Hanready is directing it, and uh, Neil Brookshire and Ava Nimmer and I are reading it. So it's a lot of... Uh, Faces and voices familiar to Door County audiences, and um, it's a really interesting play. I think the whole memory exploration is going to be fascinating. Yeah, and for people who haven't seen a play reading, I highly recommend checking one out. They are a uh, very interesting form of theater in that they are very reduced. There's very little blocking, if any, generally in a play reading. But you get to really focus in on the, the two most important parts of theater, which are the dialogue and the story. And that, I mean, that's basically 90% of what theater is. And so to really kind of key into that, I, I hearken back to when uh, Dor Shakespeare had their one-man Hamlet last season, which was uh, beautiful and wonderful to see for people who love Shakespeare and also people who have never experienced it before because Shakespeare is all about the voice beautiful and the writing and being able to just listen to Shakespeare performed really well like that was was a treat. And so if you've never gone to a play reading before, I highly recommend them. They are, are very fun. And like I said earlier, they are a glimpse into the creative process. This is a, a, a new piece. That, has this been performed before? It has not been produced. So uh, yeah, we're very excited to uh, bring it to its next step. And I, I think it's very close to being ready and be great to get some interest and, and get that one up. Right. Uh, and then Thursday is the final day of the festival, and it is loaded with different stuff. So I'll let you kind of walk me through what the, the final day of decaf is. Thursday is our busiest day. Yeah. So we're going to have a reading of just the beginning of an adaptation of the movie, The Prisoner of Zenda. And uh, Dan Clever and Ryan Schaubach are working on adapting this. And it's got kind of a 39 steps feel to it if you are familiar with that movie or with that play adaptation. It is fun. It is theatrical. It is a few actors playing a lot of parts and um, really kind of playing with that. And it's, you know, kind of a story of like uh, the man who knew too much or the 39 steps, these kind of classic old thrillers. So uh, we, we've got a group of folks working on that and that'll be followed by the art of the cocktail with Robert Simonson, and he's been a little coy. I don't know exactly what this is going to be, but he says he's got it figured out, and he's really happy with what he's going to present, and uh, he, he's terrific. We'll also have uh, a short film, a fun little musical short film called Still Here that'll follow that up, and then we'll have a dinner break and come right back into cocktails and a reading. So Morgan Middleton, the opera singer, who's going to kick us off on Monday, she is uh, multi-talented and has written some very interesting pieces. And she's working on something new, a television pilot called Crescendo that is a look inside of an opera company. If you're familiar with Slings and Arrows TV show about a Canadian Shakespeare company, which is very funny, this has a, a very similar tone to it. And this also, I feel really good about the prospects for it. Going to be exciting. That'll be a shorter read since it, it's a TV pilot. Right. So following that will be our, our final thing. And that's the Seldoms, the Chicago Dance Company, performing Super Bloom in whatever state they've got it by then. We're early in their process. We're expecting maybe about a 25 to 30 minute 
performance from them. It'll depend on what kind of work happens this week. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, like I've been repeating this over and over again, but being able to see art as a work in progress is, is such a, a special thing. And it sounds like there's some really great opportunities this week to be able to to see things that, hey, you might see again. You might see this show on TV. You might see this, this film fully produced. You might see this play open up, maybe at a theater up here down the line. So sounds like a really, really great lineup. And one thing I neglected to mention about Super Bloom is they are collaborating with a visual artist, Jackie Kazarian, and a videographer. And so there may be some really cool multimedia stuff happening in this sneak preview of Super Bloom. Right. I want to wrap up here and, and let people know kind of where they can go and how they can get more information. But is there anything else about the lineup that we that we didn't talk about that you think is important or anything else people should know about the performances? I think we covered it. Well, it'll be in Vale Hall at Bjork Linden. Uh, everything will happen there. And that's kind of the, the big multipurpose room right as you walk in, right? Right. If you've seen play readings there before with Peninsula Players or other groups, that's where you've seen it. Okay. Let me know where people can, can find out more information, where people can get tickets, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Again, the website is Door Kinetic. That's D-O-O-R Kinetic, K-I-N-E-T-I-C dot com. Tickets are available there. You can get tickets at the door. Again, the $20 daily pass, $50 festival pass. We also have a $10 student pass. Yeah, everything's on the website. And I, I understand there's a great article out in the Pulse from Friday. Yeah, if you picked up the Pulse this week and we had kind of a preview of, of some of the events that are going on, so you can check that out. We've covered Door Kinetic Arts Festival in the past. You also have a number of like interviews with past performers that you've brought up on your website as well. So if people wanted to get to know some of those people and kind of hear more about some of the people that you've brought up in the past, I know that those are available. You're on Facebook posting updates and that kind of stuff. So should be able to find Find out all the information that you need. You mentioned that there's a $10 student ticket as well. If you are a parent of a kid who's interested in the arts, or if you are a young person listening to this podcast, good for you. Definitely check this out. This is a, a really cool opportunity that uh, it, it's it's harder to come by in a place like Door County. But if you are interested in the greater performing arts world, uh, maybe you're doing theater in high school. Go to decaf. You'll, you'll get to meet some people. You'll get to see some cool stuff, especially that kind of like work in progress thing, like I've been saying. I think it's really important for students to see the process. Yeah, and so it's a very personal and interactive experience. You, you really feel like a part of it, and, and it's a great celebration. Right. You'll miss out on all the cocktails, but you'll get to see some cool stuff. Right. Anything else that, uh, that we haven't covered, Alan? Thank you for, for coming in and chatting about this. It's a really exciting lineup. And uh, I think a little bit of stuff for everybody, especially if you're just into cocktails. It looks like you can get cocktails pretty much every night. So yeah. sounds yeah. like a, a good way to get you in the door. That's right. Yeah. So it's a good deal. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And I am looking forward to checking out all of the festivities this week. Thanks so much, Andrew. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.